How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me is Leonard. This is a show about wrestling. And this week, as you see in the title, we are doing WWE versus AEW. If you were hoping that this would just be a back and forth debate about which company is better, I'm sorry to disappoint you. That's not what this is. We have a little bit more fun here. Uh, you can see those debates on social media whenever you want. Uh, but we are going to be doing something a little bit different. But before we get there, uh, as I record this, it was the first Raw I watched, maybe not in its entirety, but like the first Raw I watched in a while last night, specifically because of the fact that Edge was waiting for somebody to challenge him and everybody was speculating as to who it might be. And so I was like, well, let me check it out just to see who it is, because if it is Cody, that'd be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not Cody. It was one of the... Two people, people like that were theorized were AJ Styles and Cody. It was, of course, AJ Styles. And that's one of the few matches on the WrestleMania card that I'm actually interested in seeing. Um, but uh, the fact that it's not Cody only makes me wonder more what is going on there. Uh, who knows? But uh, WrestleMania card is beginning to be a little bit clearer. Uh, I've heard about potentially Vince McMahon versus pat mcafee and no (laughs) no yes i've heard that rumor as well this week they were going to set up something on mcafee's podcast or radio show whatever he has which is which is tomorrow as we record this so if it's if it already happened by the time this episode comes out then you know we prophesized it right and then we'll have to discuss it next next time maybe but nobody wants to see that. I mean, McMahon oh. is how old is he? Now? He's over seventy-five. How? I, I, well, you know, I thought I read somewhere that he's like seventy-four, maybe seventy-six, something like okay. that. He's in that neighborhood. <laughs> he's in that. He's in that neighborhood. Uh, the last match he had was what against Bret Hart ten years ago. Unless there's a TV match, I'm not remembering. Yet. Right, right, right. You know, that was a complete ab- abortion of a bout. I mean, that was just yeah. miserable. And I don't think you know what would make more sense. Is if do the old do the McMahon Trump deal? Have Vince front a wrestler, have McAfee front a wrestler, and then they war, and then you know Vince can get his head shaved again. Whatever that would make probably make more sense. The way that the card is shaping up this year, there it's much more celebrity heavy than they've been in recent years. And I know people are going to mention Bad Bunny; he had a prominent role, yes, but. It looks like you're going to have Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. You're going to have The Miz and Logan Paul versus The Mysterios. You're going to have potentially McMahon and McAfee in a match. You know, I I just, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. A two-night event of this? And, you know, to a large degree, I still consider Rousey a celebrity. You know? um, Yeah. I mean, she... She's good in the she's decent in the ring when she wants to be, but that was that was pre-pregnancy. Post-pregnancy, I I don't think I wonder if she has the passion for this still. But yeah, I don't yeah. from the little bit I've seen so far, I would say kind of of, of no. Or <laughs> yeah. when she was around the first time, she was uber protected. You know, yeah. she debuted the WrestleMania with Kurt Angle against Triple H and Stephanie. Yeah. I mean, that's that's protected. That's and that's they wrapped her in bubble wrap. And <laughs> yeah. and she managed to get through because of that. But without that type of I think just saying, hey, just go do it now, I don't think she's there. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, but back to our main topic, which is WWE versus AEW. And basically what Leonard and I have done is each of us have taken a promotion and we had the goal of picking 20 pieces of talent that could be wrestlers, managers, um, executives, I suppose, uh, men, women, obviously, tag teams, uh, 20 different entities slash talent. And we are going to talk about why we picked those people, why we think that's the best version of the promotion. And uh, you'll have to let us know what you think of our picks. And I selected WWE because I'm more familiar with AEW and I thought it would be more fun if Leonard selected AEW because I'm actually very curious to see who he has selected. So we are going to start with Leonard's 20 picks. Leonard, is there anything you want to go over before you read your picks? Well, I will say I've got 10 men, uh, six women, and four tag teams. And the women of the tag teams were easy. The guys, I could have went another five or six picks. Interesting. I didn't do any um, ancillary talent. If I would have, I, I would have took Jim Ross and Taz as my commentator crew, and I would have took Aubrey Edwards, who we talked about in the past that I, I love. I think she's a great So referee. basically, your matches are going to be on TV with no commentary. Yes. And no referees. No referees. <laughs> just It's, it's going to be like a street fight scenario. No. Unsanctioned, yeah. unsanctioned street fights every night. Every night. The way, I, the way I, that I approached it, and if you approach it different, that's fine, was sort of the idea of Tony Khan comes to me and say, hey, Cherry pick 20 talents. I don't care who. And you go off and start your own small company. So this would be the, the core that you're starting with. And that I would fill in, of course, with indie talent uh, to, to make a fuller company. But this is right. the core that I'm allowed to poach from AEW was my was, was how I approached this. And to mention, uh, we, we, we did set uh, two caveats. One was you can't take two random guys and put them together to make a tag team. Right. And you can't draft a whole stable. Right. Because AEW had, I could have drafted all of AEW by picking like five stables. There's a lot of, there's a lot of factions in AEW. Um, and I, I think that's only going to increase as time goes, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, to get going, we'll do my men first. Is this and ranked at all, or is this just random picks as you thought? It's kind of it's kind of random. I would say it's in a vague order because there's a lot of there's people that I knew I wanted, and then there's some where I looked at the AEW roster, and that's another thing we should say is that we looked at the official rosters on their websites, right? To see who was do they consider to be on their rosters, and that's at the time of this recording. So, right. for for example. You know, Chad's not going to have Cody Rose because he's not signed yet, and I don't have Cody Rose because he's already left. So, not that I don't think I would have took him. You know anyway. what? When when Roman Reigns inevitably leaves right before WrestleMania for AEW, then it'll make you know some of my picks look silly because that's yeah. obviously going to happen, right, Leonard? Right. I think we all know that. <laughs> so, so I was in a vague order. Like, for example, my men, two guys I knew I wanted right off the bat. This will be no surprise to Chad with CM Punk and Brian Danielson. Both are very well-known names. They're going to bring eyes to your product. Again, with the idea, this is a new company. They're experienced veterans that can still go. They have produced great matches and promos since going to AEW. And they seem really energized and revitalized by the experience. Like, they like what they're doing. Um, and you may only get three to five years out of both of them, if that. 
But I think that's plenty of time to help establish your company and hopefully build new stars. I think they are so because, for example, I didn't take Chris Jericho because one, he's fat and he's bloated and he's not <laughs> performing great right now. And two, he's not, I don't think he's going to help you build stars. He's going to try to hold the spot. So Punk and Danielson, I think, are be more interested in wanting to help build build your stars. Um, so next two I have is I'm going to adjust my camera a bit because it looks like it got a little foggy there for some reason. Uh, was uh, I have Hangman Adam Page and MJF, and I kind of considered them together uh, because they're more or less homegrown talents. They had a little experience elsewhere, then came to AEW. Um, and I think they're right there in being your main guys or can be your main guys. MJF as a heel, Page as, as a face. MJF is such a classic traditional heel. He knows how to work like a heel, kind of promo like a heel, wrestle like a heel. Just he's everything. And Page, I think he has a little more seasoning left to go. But the matches between him and Danielson, it's Flair versus Sting in 1988. I mean, to me, those matches created Page. I think the idea with Page was he was runner up in the in the title tournament to Jericho. And it was like, well, let's hold him kind of, well, let's build him over the next three years. He'll be our champion in the future. And then they kind of put him in a holding pattern in the tag team with Omega and going with the Young Bucks. And I don't think that really did him any favors. And now that Omega's gone and they give him the ball and they've given him Danielson and other people, he's showing he can carry it. So, and to mention, I did not take Kenny Omega and I did not take the Young Bucks probably for obvious reasons that, that Chad will know that they're not going to help you. I don't think build your stars of tomorrow. They're going to look out for themselves and right or wrong. I don't care for them in the ring. Your mileage may vary and that's fine. I don't particularly care for them. Uh, here's two names. I think will surprise you, Chad, surprise you a lot. Uh, and I group, I'm, I'm kind of grouping them at twos. It seems like, but I took uh, Wardlow and, and uh, Will Hobbs. Both these guys have awesome looks and very high ceilings to me. And they're also guys that it feels like A&W could push more and, and haven't. I don't think they've used them well enough. Uh, Wardlow, I would probably keep in the bodyguard role for uh, MJF's bodyguard. Uh, Hobbs, I would just have him beat jobbers week in, week out and, you know, continue to build him up. But to me, both these guys have amazing potential. I'm really high on on will hobbs in the long-term fantasy booking league that i have i made a tag team out of will hobbs and odyssey jones and they're managed by slick <laughs> and i love that team um so next up now chad knows i don't like flippy dudes but i'm gonna take darby allen and pac so darby allen i think is coming into his own i actually don't like him hanging out with Sting. I think that's holding holding him back. But he has been able to develop a character. He has a very distinct look. Um, and I, I like kind of what he brings to the table as, as a character. And again, I'm saying high ceiling a lot. I think he has a high ceiling. PAC is very athletic, but he's also very powerful. Pack. Oh, I keeps PAC. See, that shows you how much I watch the project. So PAC, <laughs> because it was all capital letters, I assumed it was an acronym. 
Uh, Pac is very athletic and very powerful. Um, he's as wide as he is tall. He looks like a Lord of the Rings creature or something. But I like the fact that I think he can go with a guy like Darby Allen and he can go with a guy like Will Hobbs. So there's a versatility there with him. And then my last two picks, and again, I just kind of said, hey, I'll go with 10 guys, was really tough to narrow it down to my last two picks, my eight and 10 guys, or my nine and 10 guys, I should say. So one, I've got Jay Lethal. Again, another veteran, can still go, very athletic. Um, I think, you know, has been very underrated because he, you know, he hasn't had that run in the WWE, but great in Ring of Honor, worked for TNA. Uh, and then my 10th slot, which may surprise you as well, Chad, is Ricky Starks. Um, okay. I got to know Ricky a little bit uh, when he wrestled in the NWA and I was watching the NWA. I liked him the moment I saw him. I thought he had uh, a good look, good talent, great energy, great passion. He seemed like he was green, but he knew it and he wanted to get better. Uh, and, and I think he's a guy on, on the rise. So there's my 10 guys. Um, and just, and just to, to, to mention, uh, you know, I mentioned a few guys I didn't take. Um, if I had one more spot, I would have took Sammy Guevara. I was really debating between Starks and, and Guevara for my last slot. Um, Miro and Malachi Black, I still think, has too much WWE stank on them. Like, I don't think they've kind of come out from under that yet. Uh, John Moxley, nothing against him, but I know he's still recovering from, from rehab. He's um, back. I know he's back. I know he's back. He's listed on the roster. He's back, but he's still – I mean, he just got back. So well, That's true. Well, so – being that you don't watch the product as much like yes. so moxley is entering a program with danielson which should be good i'm, I'm yeah. anxious i'm actually anxious to see that match specifically because i want to see what they do without the window or the protectiveness of the wwe agents like i want to see what they do when they kind of can go in there and do their thing on their own should be interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, that storyline is interesting. So I wanted to talk to you about what you talked about with uh, Hangman Page. Yeah. And I like him a lot as well. Um, one of the things that, uh, like, I understand what you're saying about how he got into the tag team with Omega. In the big scheme of things, it made his ascent and his eventual win almost more impactful because that storyline was kind of stretched over a very long period of time. He was with Omega, they were champs, then they weren't, then they were feuding, and he kind of kept getting pushed down the card, it felt like, only to kind of rise back up. Um, I mentioned that specifically because I think that's what they're doing with Wardlow. And I think, like, they're, I mean, they're doing a real slow burn with Wardlow eventually becoming a mega face and turning on MJF. And... I think that that's going to be even farther down the road than fans might realize simply because I think MJF is going to get the title before Wardlow would turn on him. That's my mm -hmm. opinion, but who knows? Um, but yeah, I was, I agree with what you're saying about Wardlow and Hobbs. They're going to be in the uh, face of the revolution ladder match coming up at the pay-per-view here. Um, two big guys that have a lot of potential. They clearly love Wardlow. I mean, he annihilated CM Punk and, you know, in a, in a match a, a few weeks ago and CM Punk got the roll up win as like kind of a fluke, 
But I mean, the message was sent that this is a guy that they're high on. So I, I see good things with him. Yeah. And again, I, I'm not, I did read up some, watch some stuff. I am not as nuanced on the project as you. So some of the stuff I might be saying may not be as, as, as accurate. That's especially, what makes it fun. Yeah. Especially the, the, the page storyline. Again, I'm seeing that from it, from, you know, arm's length at a distance trying to encapsulate all of it together. So I maybe didn't catch the little details that you did watching it. I'm actually it not was... shocked about you omitting Omega. Yeah, you knew I that was I expected that. I didn't, I didn't think I knew how you felt about the Young Bucks, if I'm being honest. Now I do. Okay. But uh, I, that one surprised me, simply because they are who they are. But, uh, but anyway, as you were. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, the last thing to say here with my guys is I know the AW has a lot of second generation talents, which I like because it's a name you can sell. So Hook, Brock Anderson, Brian Pillman Jr., Gun Club, all those guys would be potentials for me. If I had 30 spots, I probably would have found room for, for some of those guys. Scorpio Sky, that's another guy that I would have took if I had some more room. If there wasn't Punk or Danielson, I would have took Christian, another experienced worker. So there's way more, when I got into it, there were way more males that I was interested in than I initially thought. Right. Uh, with the women and the tag teams, those were, uh, were a little clearer for me. So let's do the women first. And here, my top four women I knew without looking were Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, and Mercedes Martinez. Not only to me, the four best women that they have, but probably the four, one, four best women working in, in, in wrestling today. Um they all have distinct looks and personalities from each other. I think they're all great in the ring. They're solid to good on the mic. I think Baker's very good on the mic. Um, the thing with, thing with her is when I watched AEW and debut, she was a face. I liked her. She turned heel, and she was awful. She had no idea what she was doing. But I've read that she kind of took it upon herself, and, and her husband's helped her out, and she's developed into being a great heel. So I like someone who can do it themselves you know get to Selena Deeb? uh well i was talking about Britt baker oh Britt baker okay yeah Britt, Britt baker um again deeb i'm more familiar with when she was with punk in wwe thunder rosa we talked about when we did our video on those with rose or a form of rose in their name um martinez is just a tough chick and, and you want someone like that around. Sure. And so then after those four, I wanted Ruby Soho, formerly Ruby Riot in WWE. And here's the thing, like, I forgot she was in ADW until I looked at the roster. And I think that's bad for her. I know she debuted hot, and I saw clips of that. The crowd was super hot for her. You, you may be able to tell me more about what they've done with her lately, but I didn't see where they were doing a lot with her she wasn't getting so much of a, of a push now one of the one of the things that i will say about aew that i don't even want to say worries me but concerns me mm -hmm. is that they will debut people in a really hot way now this hasn't happened with everyone across the board mm -hmm. but they'll debut people in a hot way and then they maybe don't know what to do after that for a period of time. Um, Ruby Soho debuted pretty hot, having a match with Britt Baker. Then she had a match for the uh, new TBS championship and didn't win that. 
and since then, I don't think she's even been on TV. Uh, I've seen some clips of her at indie stuff, um, but she hasn't been around lately, unless there's dark, ma- AEW dark, I should say, matches that I'm not seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't done a lot with her. I'm not saying that they probably won't, um, but that has that has happened a couple of times. I know people are worried with Keith Lee about that. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's what they're going to do with Keith Lee. I mean, he had you know a pretty hot match and he's going to be in the ladder match i mentioned previously as well um but there are cases like jay lethal for example now he didn't debut and what he wasn't really pushed into a a big program he had a match with uh sammy guevara i believe and they haven't done jack shit with him since then um so that is the concern with AEW that they're bringing in these talent and they wanted they debuted them for a pretty hot rating and then maybe they don't have long-term plans for them. Um, who knows? We'll see what happens. This is still a baby of a promotion. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be some bumps in the road. And right. I don't say that to excuse those mistakes. I just say that to state a fact. I mean, they have a lot of eyes on them and a lot of money to blow. So who knows? Right. So, so let me get this straight. Three of their biggest guys are going to be in a ladder match. They've talked about that on air. The fact that like <laughs> these huge guys are going to be in the ladder match. And so, I mean, I don't, I forget how many are going to be in it. Um, I imagine there are going to be some more, as Leonard would say, flippy dudes um, to come. But, uh, but yeah, right now they have like a bunch of powerhouses in there. It'd be interesting maybe to see how that turns out. And then the last one I took, and I guarantee you, Chad, there is no way that you would think I would take this woman. It's Jade Cargill. That doesn't surprise me. It does doesn't surprise you. She's got a low floor and a high ceiling. Absolutely, I agree. Amazing look. The the the, the white sh- shocking white hair, like the chiseled features of a model. Abs you can grate cheese on. <laughs> like such a look. I think she's very green in the ring from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. But with the other five women I have, she's either going to get good or die trying. Yeah, and Jade Cargill is an interesting case because I want to see what they do with the undefeated streak because mm-hmm. previous, uh, pre- like other promotions have done it and to me have failed at it. Like they'll have somebody on a hot streak, they'll lose a big match, and then they just die. They just yeah. falling down. Um, like with WCW, it was a different scenario. They didn't know what the hell to do i think they realized they killed their golden goose but like what they do with this undefeated streak that jade cargill is on to me is really fascinating i wonder who it's going to be that defeats her finally and uh how they book her after that i mean she has the lower championship so one would assume she'd go for the top one after that but who knows i'm not booking but that's a good pick i like that pick all right great so now i have the four tag teams and I took Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Luchasaurus. Um, I like big and little tag teams. Luchasaurus has a unique look and, and character. Um, it's And don't take this the wrong way. It's almost like The Undertaker, where people kind of just accepted the fact that he's an undead zombie and overlooked it a little bit. And Luchasaurus is like half man and half dinosaur, and they just kind of overlook it. <laughs> and and but but it's it, it's a cool idea again i've said this a lot high ceiling i see that with jungle boy 
Um, I've read things uh, from him himself saying that he doesn't like to cut promos. He feel awkward in front of a crowd. Um, I think he's finding there's a difference between play acting as a wrestler, like he did as a kid and actually doing it. And my hope is that he can kind of learn and break out of that by working with some of the other tag teams that I want to use. Um, a tag team that I know is not being used by AEW right now from what I was finding was SoCal and Censored, uh, Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels, although they are still marked on the roster as being as being part of the company. I think that um, I'm not totally sure about this, but I think Christopher Daniels has just about hung it up. Uh, I think he works behind the scenes there. I don't know that for a fact. Um, Frankie Kazarian still pops up from time to time, um, but he's also in that role of pretty much just there to push other guys a little bit, not of an enhanced, like a glorified jobber almost. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I would want them to do is to help maybe develop talent. And again, like Punk and Danielson, you're not going to get much out long term out of them. But Daniels, it sounds like not much, but maybe he can help you backstage and with training. Uh, but I think that they're someone that can both of them can still work and cut a promo and be helpful. And then the last two teams that I wanted are uh, FTR of Dax Harward and Cash Wheeler. And Red Dragon, a.k.a. the Undisputed Era of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. I think both those teams are very good, solid, traditional tag teams. They work well together. They know how to put a tag match together. Um, Again, you may correct me, but I believe FTR was one of those teams that debuted hot and maybe didn't get the the sustained push in the tag division. Um, Like a lot of people thought they, they should get. Um, I don't know a lot what's going on with Red Dragon right now, but again, I'm familiar with their work from NXT. And these are, again, two tag teams that are experienced, but still young enough that they can really go and I think be a foundation uh, of any good tag division. Um, Yeah, no, absolutely. Those are great tag teams. Um, FTR, I think they've done really great stuff with. Um, They they had their run. They had their match with the Young Bucks, and like they, um, they always are in the title hunt. They had a match um, with a tag team, and they won the uh, AAA Lucha titles. I think they still have them, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they are always in some sort of good program. I will say that. Red Dragon are pretty new. I know they're going to be in the uh, – there's going to be a triple threat match for the tag titles at Revolution. And uh, Red Dragon is one of the teams. Jurassic Park are the champs. And the third team, I guess, will be decided on Dynamite uh, tomorrow night as we record this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, tag team wise, I think AEW is stronger than WWE by like 20 miles. I really, mm-hmm. truly believe that they have a real good focus on their tag division and they seem to, with the rankings as help, they seem to do a good job at balancing the teams and pushing up who needs to get there. You know, that was one thing I found was neat is that as I was looking at the roster, it has the the rank, the 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 win loss records and you can kind of get a sense. And I thought that was very interesting. Um, for example, Sting is seven and oh. Yeah. Yeah. Singles, I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, I just oh, what was it? I said, oh, Brandon Cutler's like nine and 50 or something. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's, he's he's got the worst record with the most matches wrestled of of, of anybody. Um, I, I thought that was really interesting, but yeah, you know that's that's my twenty. Again, the idea of this is a core that's going to get you going, 
And um, again, I'm not as as familiar with AEW as as you are, so I might have glossed over or or, or misconstrued some elements of some of these people. Uh, but you know, that's that's mine. And you know, any questions on on or any comments on on who I've got here? Well, I mean, we already talked about uh, some of the top picks, and uh, you know, Sammy Guevara. You know, I. I want to say that if you watched AEW more, you'd probably pick him. That that's just a just a shot. Yeah, in the park. I, I don't know. Like that. I said, I took Guevara and Starks for my last two, and I went with Starks because I was more familiar with him. So yes, I I'm, I probably would take Sammy if I if I knew him a little bit better. Was Adam Cole on your list? No. Okay. And, so that, that, and that would be one that would surprise me. Yes, because. And again, I have been watching it, but I've read things, I've heard things, and Cole seems, and again, I could be wrong about this, but he seems to be going almost an opposite Jericho. He doesn't seem to care as much, and instead of getting fat, he has seemingly lost a lot of weight and can walk through a harp now. <laughs> There's been a lot of talk about his physique for whatever reason uh, mm-hmm. on online. I, I don't. I don't get it, but I, yeah. again, that's what I'm seeing. I mean, I had liked cool elsewhere, but, but again, what I was hearing was he, you know, and some people maybe is not going to take to the AEW lifestyle as everyone else. I think that's one thing that you see online is that people, some people consider, Oh, you go to AEW and that's it. Like that you're going to be the best ever. And it's going to be the best time for you. It's the best place for you on earth. That's not going to work for everybody. That, people, yeah, that's not a narrative that should be permeating at all. I don't think. Yeah, not everyone is going to go to AEW and be happy there. You know, some people might be better in WWE. Some people might be better going to Japan or TNA even or, or something like that. I know at the time of this recording, Cesaro got released, hasn't signed anywhere. And again, stuff I'm hearing is that um, – Either he's not interested in going AEW or people around him are saying, maybe you don't want to do that. And he might be someone that might just do better working the indie circuit or, 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 or maybe going to Japan for a little bit. Too bad Ring of Honor's not around, or I guarantee you he would have went, went there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think he's someone that – I think Cesaro would get lost in AEW if he would go there right now. I think – I think that there is a risk of that happening if he were to go there. Um, I think there's, I think it's a 50, 50 shot, honestly, for him to go there. If he were to go, I think I, there's a 50% chance to me that they would see the potential that WWE missed in him and immediately push him to the moon. And then there's a 50% chance that he might get lost in the shuffle with guys that are a little bit younger than him and maybe have some more mileage. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, it is disappointing that Vince never pulled the trigger there because I do think that that was a talent that they severely missed out on in terms of the potential that he had. I, I really do. Um, but we'll see where he lands, if, if indeed he lands anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are good picks. I mean, I, I I like I like your roster overall. I mean, you picked uh, the the female talent that I would that I probably would have picked. 
um, you know, give or take maybe one, but uh, I don't, you know, I don't know as much about Mercedes Martinez other than what I've seen. Um, I mean, but yeah, she's just a tough chick, which is what you said. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but no, I, I like, I like your, uh, I like your roster. I think, I think it's good. I obviously would have put Omega and the Young Bucks on there. Of course. Um, I've, you know, I won't, I won't hide that fact, but uh, I, I, I understand your reasoning. Um, so that means then we're going to jump to my list, which is the WWE roster. Mm -hmm. And you were saying Leonard, that the guys were harder for you. Is that correct? Yes. It was, I kind of knew the, the women I wanted and the tag teams I wanted and glancing over the roster, I went, okay, I got who I want. The guys, like I said, I knew the first five or so, and then after that, it was really a lot of talent for me to kind of sift through and figure out who fits where for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had uh, the opposite problem. I had more problems selecting the women in Mm -hmm. WWE than I did the guys. The guys, a lot, most of them fell into place, Um, but the women, it was... Like I had some picks right away. And then after that, I didn't know how many I wanted to pick. So let me get started here. I'll go in twos like you did uh, okay. since you, you set the pattern there um, early on. Um, my first two picks would be Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Okay. I admit I'm tired of that feud, but Brock Lesnar is unlike anybody in the business today. There is nobody like him whether you like that or you don't um so he would definitely be my first pick uh roman reigns has found his footing as a heel and i don't know that i like the idea of them going for like a bruno type run (laughs) but that aside he's really proven himself character wise still think he's basically the same in the ring um and he's fine in the ring, but uh, Roman Reigns is a star. You can't deny that. Um, next, I would pick AJ Styles and Braun Breaker. Uh, Braun Breaker is currently the NXT champ, and I think that he has such potential. I really, really do. Um, if it were my company, I'd change his name. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I think that he is a future star if they do good things with him. Uh, the danger in the past has always been people are stars on NXT and then they don't know what to do with them on the main roster because they try to change their presentation too much. So who knows? Triple H has was ousted from his NXT duties. Yeah. Apparently from what I understand is Bruce Pritchard and Vince doing things there. So maybe they'll change that approach. Maybe that was part of the problem. I don't know. Uh, but Braun Breaker, I think is, is a star. And I agree with you. Why isn't he just Rex Steiner? Like his his name, because that name sounds just as badass as Braun Breaker to me. Yeah, and 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 like that accentuates that he's a Steiner. Like you want right. people to know he's a Steiner. Like it blew my mind when um, you know Curtis Axel slash Michael McGillicuddy debuted, and the announcers for the entire time was like, you know, that's Mister Perfect's kid. You know, that's Kurt Hennig's kid. You know, that's Kurt Hennig. Hey, that dude, that's Kurt Hennig's kid. Right. Then why is his name Hennig? Why isn't he Joe Hennig? Right. And you didn't even explain why his name's McGillicuddy for some reason. I will say that they, as far as I know, now I don't watch NXT every week, but the footage I've seen, I don't know how many times they've mentioned the fact that Rick Steiner is his father. However, as I speak on this, 
Um, mm-hmm. Rick Steiner was at ringside when he won the NXT title. So Right, which I thought was, you know, which, which I knew. And again, I thought that was, it's a known commodity. So. Now, you know, it's, yeah, so anyway. Um, my next two are teams, uh, and it would be the Usos and RK-Bro. Okay. Now, the good thing about having RK-Bro as your tag team is that they can also be single stars. Definitely. Um, the Usos. You know, just to mention to you, when if I would have had WWE, and you probably would disagree with this, Randy Orton would have been one of my top picks because he would have filled that veteran slot. So the fact that he is an established tag team, which fits our rules in RK Bro, I think you're getting two great picks there because they can be a tag team and they can be singles. Absolutely. And Matt Riddle, um, I personally, I think that he should have won the Rumble this year. I think that that would have made the most sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if I I like to look at I, my favorite rumbles. Most of them are the ones where they are pushing a talent that needs to get to that next level. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he has a lot of potential as well. Uh, Randy Orton, as Leonard just said, is the veteran and who is really not lost much. Um, if you listen to any of the podcasts out there, they are just they sing his praises all the time and rightfully so. He's still great character, great on the mic. And great in the ring. He's in great shape for his age. So uh, they're a good team. I like them together. And uh, I think that the Usos are one of the best teams there. And I think that they could be even better had if they weren't slightly held back from with WWE standards of what they can do in the ring. Like to me, one of the dream matches that we'll probably never see would be the Young Bucks and the Usos. I think that that mm-hmm. match could just be just off the wall insane. But um, anywho... Um, my next two entries, one is a tag team, one isn't, um, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate are Mustache Mountain. I don't know if they still are, but who cares? Mustache Mountain, the fact that they aren't a main roster tag team is a crime to me. These guys are entertaining. Now, yes, they bring that UK style that not all American wrestling fans are used to seeing, but they're superb in the ring. And Tyler Bate was the first NXT UK champion, if memory serves. And uh, yeah, like Mustache Mountain's a great tag team. I really, I truly believe that that the fact that they're not, they don't have t-shirts and stuff on the main roster uh, is to me just mind boggling. Um, My number eight would be Drew McIntyre. I think that Drew McIntyre has come a long way. He's had a really kind of up and down journey. Uh, he, but he's really great now. And I don't know that I'm looking forward to the Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin match. I think that that could just be a match on television. Um, but they seem to be slow building that one, mm-hmm. uh, for WrestleMania for whatever reason. Uh, but I like Drew McIntyre a lot. And I think that he has proven himself to be good in the ring. And it, like, he's kind of dialed that back a little bit. Um, but he could still be really great in the ring when he wants to be. Um, number nine, number 10, Gunther, Walter, whatever his name is, he's got to be here. Um, if you have some of the big guys I mentioned earlier, like Braun Breaker and Brock Lesnar, um, Drew McIntyre, Walter is a force of nature. He's not chiseled out of granite, but he proves himself whenever he gets in that ring. And I, you know, I personally think it would be great to see 
him have some matches uh, with people like Reigns and Lesnar. I, I think that it would be interesting to see that's those styles either mesh or clash, but uh, him definitely. And uh, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins is consistently very good. He reinvents himself whenever it's needed and he's still really great on the mic. And I don't think that's going to change. I see him in, in a Randy Orton type arc, uh, you know, I think that he is going to stay consistent unless something happens that we're unaware of. Um, after that are picks that I amended as Leonard was talking <laughs> about tag teams. And uh, so these guys were tough to leave out at first. So I did put them okay. on there and that would be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, I would keep them far apart because I think they've wrestled more than any two people on the planet earth. But uh, I think that Kevin Owens is really great on the mic um sammy zane is as well these two guys are gold in my opinion whether you have them together or opposing each other or in separate storylines uh, one of the best raw moments of the past 10 years was the uh festival of friendship with chris jericho that was uh, you know incredible um kevin owens is great and i think needs to get a, a run with a, the title at some point mm -hmm. um, and sammy zane is the intercontinental champion right now so after that, 13-14, Bobby Lashley, and another amendment, Pete Dunne. Uh, Bobby Lashley is currently injured, but uh, he has really come a long way with MVP as his manager. Now, obviously, yeah. I didn't select MVP for my list here, but um, Bobby Lashley's weakness has always been the mic, and I don't think that's going to change, but I like him with MVP, and he's proven himself to be a legitimate main event star in WWE with MVP is his mouthpiece. Um, I, I hope that he gets back uh, to full health soon. Pete Dunn is awesome. He is so great in the ring. He is such a, and I mean, this is a compliment, an ugly mf -er. Like he is like a heel through and through. And I, if you put him with somebody like Heyman, I, I really think that that could be gold. I really do. Uh, Heyman should have a stable at some point. That's my, you know, because I don't really view him as having a stable of the Usos and Roman Reigns. That's not well, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, the Dangerous Alliance is one of the most awesome heel stables of all time. Right. Hank was the centerpiece of that. Uh, you know, it, it, doing something like that, again, it, I'm trying to think last time the um, WWE had a stable that wasn't like, say, a trio of guys. You know, it right. was four or five or six people. Right. That's been a while. I, 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 would, I would love to see it. And I think you could take say SmackDown and build SmackDown every week around the the new dangerous Alliance and whoever they were fighting. For it's weird that like Vince kind of gets in those moods, right? Like, you know, for a while he'll get into moods where everybody's in a stable or a faction and then mm -hmm. you just won't have anybody in any of them. Um, yeah. But uh, now we're going to move on to the women. Um, as Leonard said, Leonard and I kind of echo each other here. I had four picks right off the bat. And that would be Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and Bailey. Um, these women are not spring chickens anymore, necessarily. But you know what? If those were the only four women I selected, you could have those four feud with each other for a long time, you know, changing op opponents, and nobody would have any problem with it. Um, Charlotte Flair is, is the best female talent in the world right now um unless you look into stardom in japan um mm. 
but uh you know she's great and uh you know becky lynch character wise is at the top of her game sasha banks and bailey are both excellent as well um you know they are the uh dubbed the four horse women for a reason right right um and then my last two picks would be women as well uh, on the younger side rhea ripley and a pick that i guarantee leonard didn't expect i don't know if you even know who this is you probably do dakota kai yes i'm aware of dakota kai do i know a lot about her no she is great as a face and great as a heel i watched her ever since the uh she was introduced in the female tournament um i think at one point it was going to be called the moolah tournament maybe it was the may young classic I think whatever it was. It was going to be the Moolah. It was going to be – no, Moolah was going to be the Battle Royal they were going to do at WrestleMania yes. for the women, like the Andre. The May Young the Classic. Classic, I think, was always the May Young Classic. Yeah. And that's where I first was introduced to uh, Dakota Kai. She was a ultra super baby face at that point, you know. But uh, now she's pretty much a heel, and uh, I like her a lot. And I think that she could really add to the main roster. She's young. She can do pretty much anything in the ring. She can play that chicken shit heel really, really well, or the baby face that's climbing the ladder. Um, so I really think that they could do a lot with her. So I tried to be a little bit all over the place with my picks. I wanted mm-hmm. to dip into NXT and uh, NXT UK a little bit. And uh, that's, what I, that's what I came up with. Is there anybody that you are surprised I didn't pick? Four, four names kind of came to my mind immediately. I would have to look at the roster in detail uh, to come up with others. But women-wise, what about Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler? I like Bianca Belair. If I were picking 30 or 40 picks, she would probably be there. I don't mm-hmm. nearly think that she's as spectacular as WWE clearly does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's good. I there's just other people that I would pick before that. That's as, that's really as honest as I could be sure. there. Shayna Baszler, I like a lot. I really do. And again, that would be another pick. But, you know, I'm when I was looking at some of the women that I had to have there, you know, you're limited to 20, 20 picks. Yeah. So I had to – you had to narrow it down. And I just am not as big of a fan of, of what WWE has done with her lately. I think that they're letting her slip through their fingers a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think that she could still, I mean, she was like dominant in NXT and I feel like they just, for whatever reason, they don't want to just continue that momentum. But, uh, but yeah, she's good as well. So two guys I thought of, one was uh, Ila Dragunov, if I'm saying his name correctly. That's a good one. That's a good one. I didn't consider, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. And then, and I, and I could probably guess why you didn't want him, but I would have taken almost. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I know why you wouldn't. <laughs> well, he's, I, I, he's big. He has potential. I mean, you can sell him. When we talked about the Royal Rumble, I mentioned how, like, my wife woke up on the couch and went, like, who the hell is that? Right. And she sold him. So there's potential there with him. There is. And, you know, well, we were talking earlier about Cesaro going to AEW being a 50-50 chance. I think the same, a similar 50-50 chance faces Amos, and that is he could go the route of Big Show and mm-hmm. uh, be in major picture, major programs and really come along really well, or he could be going the route of Giant Gonzalez. 
for the great Kali. Um, and I don't know. I, I just, I view him. And the reason I, did, I didn't pick him and wouldn't consider it is simply because I look at that as another Vince pick of, boy, this guy's really big and he's yeah. got small eyes, but then what? Like, what are they going to do with him? Like, are they going to have him, like they've had him, they have him destroy AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. But AJ Styles is the one that's going into a major WrestleMania match. Right. Not Amos, as far as I'm aware. Um, what's he going to be in? The Andre the Giant Battle Royal? Who and probably one. Who gives a flying F about that at this point? Yeah. No one. Well, one more name for you. Finn Balor. That's a good one. That's a good one I should have considered, and I, I didn't. Um, other picks that were on my list, or not on my list, that I looked at and just didn't want. Uh, John Cena. <laughs> technically, I could have picked Yeah, him. technically. Yeah, I guess. He's, he's in Hollywood at this yeah. point. Um, uh, Kofi Kingston was one that I looked at a few times, but I was like, eh, you know, he's probably past his prime at this point. Oh, yeah. Add differently than some of the other guys, like a Sami Zayn. That's why I picked Sami Zayn instead, um, because I think he has more to offer for longer, uh, yeah. I would say. Um, but yeah, WWE has such a huge roster. There's other guys I would have picked too if I had other picks. Tommaso Ciampa is is one. Oh, he, he's, on the, have, yeah. he's on the main roster now, which is great. Yeah. I hope that they do something with him. I really do. He's had a lot of neck injuries over the years. I don't know how much time he has left, but uh, originally, Leonard, um, I had my last two picks were like ancillary talent as just that could be commentators and or referees. <laughs> and I had, I had Paul Heyman and Vince McMahon as my commentators. That would be an awesome commentary team. I think right. they did work together maybe one time as a gimmick, but I'd have to, I'd have to find that out. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, well, they could be, you know, they could be managers. They could be, uh, you know, I work backstage, be your bookers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they would ref. I, you know, it'd be, I, we saw Vince ref a few times over the years. I don't know. I think how he has. Yes. But, uh, but yeah. Who would your commentators yeah. be? My commentators would have been, if I would have, would have picked them, I would have used Jim Ross and Taz. Really? Yeah. See, I'm surprised. That surprised me more than any other pick on your list, simply because you're the same person that said you thought Jim Ross should retire. <laughs> I think Jim Ross should retire, but he's, better than everyone else they got i love excalibur uh i i do like excalibur um the thing with excalibur Excalibur actually reminds me a lot of mike today in that he knows every single move and and can tell you where the move comes from and he can and he can tell you all about the lucha guys yeah like down to like you know who their grandma is and knows all that (laughs) And, and he's very good in that way. To me, Taz, I think, is better at telling a story. And he's more old school. So that's what I want. And again, with Jim Ross, even though I do think he should retire, I think with AEW, I, I think he thinks the product is BS. I don't think he likes the product. I, I, I think that you're mostly correct. I, you know, because... And I know that you're partially correct because I listen to Jim Ross's podcast. Well, there you go. And, and I hear him talk about certain moves that it's not limited to AEW, by the way. But like the whole, like he complains about certain things that AEW does a lot, the WWE does a lot, like the whole doing the uh, top rope spot into a group of people that are just standing there watching. 
I don't yeah. like I don't like that either, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, he complains a lot about that stuff. And uh and yeah, I, I do I I like their commentary team actually as as it is like with Tony Schiavone and Excalibur, I think they do well. And but I also like the fact that they change it up on Rampage and you have um Taz and Chris Jericho uh there as well because I do think that Taz is severely underrated um, on the commentary team. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has a stable as well, which is pretty cool. So Yes. Uh, yeah. If we were dropping stables, I totally would have took um, the, where are they, where are they called? The Taz. Team Taz. Team the Taz. what? Team, team Taz. Taz. I, would, I would have totally taken Team Taz if we were doing stables. Let us know what you thought of our lists. Uh, to cap this off, we're going to have three matches that uh, Leonard and I pick talent at uh at random and we can pick whoever we want uh we're gonna have an opening match a tag team title match and a world title match so only three matches this isn't necessarily a uh, unstable stables or a fever dream no uh, we're just kind of having fun at this point so uh leonard i will let you pick the first opening talent okay so as an opener i'm trying to think you know what i would be very interested in seeing um, I think Jay Lethal works with someone because he's not been in the WWE, but he's a veteran talent and can go. I'd be interested to see who you would like to see Jay Lethal wrestle. You know what? I would, there's so many people I would actually like to see him wrestle. And as you were talking about him, I was trying to think of like who he might've already wrestled and who he might not have already wrestled. Um, but I think he's wrestled styles that, that would, yeah, see, that doesn't probably. Yeah. You know what? This match probably has happened, but mm-hmm. I would love to see him, if it's an opening match. Him and Seth Rollins, I think, could put on a barn burner. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. Really if did. it happened, it happened really early in Seth's career, I would guess. Right. And by the way, we don't need to pick winners here because that wouldn't make any sense. No, 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 no. We're just saying who we might yeah. like to see. Exactly. Each other. Yeah. Potential dream matches, right? Potential dream matches. Yeah. All right. So our next match would be a match for the tag team titles and uh as much as i would love to go with mustache mountain here i would have to pick the usos so usos i you know of, of all my god you know i kind of want you to know, want to go with jurassic express that that that's a that's a heck of a, of a i think a counter to to them uh yeah. because i think you could get some some great stuff going between jungle boy and the usos but then when Luchasaurus comes in, the Usos are going to, you know, sell for him and bounce like Super Bowls. And, and I think that's an interesting dynamic because Usos and FTR, I think we know what we're going to get. Usos and Red Dragon, I think we know what we're going to get. Them and SoCal Uncensored, fantastic match. But the one that would intrigue me the most is Jurassic Express. That would be that would be an interesting match, a good one, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. And you know what? As we're talking here, Leonard, let's just add a female match. So, okay, I'll let you pick first here. What who oh. is the female that you pick? Well, you know, it's 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 interesting because part of me would want to give you Britt Baker, and part of me would want to give you Thunder Rosa. But I think Britt Baker is more of the face of the women's division right now. She's the champ, but I also think she's the face. So I'm going to give you Britt Baker. Britt Baker. I like that. And the natural matchup there to me would be Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Those, they are, they are the two uh, best, I would say right now, Becky Lynch is in that conversation as Mm -hmm. well. Um, But uh, yeah, that's a dream match that I'm, well, I don't want to say we will never see it because Andrade Mm -hmm. is in AEW. 
And yes. Andrade and Charlotte Flair, as far as I am aware, are still in a relationship. So I think that that possibility is has more potential than we might think. Um, and just because I mentioned Thunder Rosa, I will say, looking at the rest of your ladies, I think her and Sasha Banks would be good. Oh, God. Yeah, that would be that would be crazy. And I really think that, you know, if Sasha Banks being the heel there would be yeah. uh, would be terrific. Mm -hmm. um, so that leaves us with our world title match. And I legit have no idea who I would pick here, Leonard. But you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to pick Walter. Walter. Oh, man. See, and that's the thing. Like, I would love to see Walter versus Punk or Danielson to see what they could do with him. Um, but I think the money match at this point might be Walter and, and, and Adam Page. I'm interested to see what Page would do against the guy against the guy like that. would be Walter. interesting. As you mentioned, though, Brian Danielson, I think that he would have more chemistry with somebody like Brian Danielson. Uh, yes, I, th I think with, in, with of those three clap. names I've mentioned, of those three names I mentioned, I think Danielson versus Walters, your main event at WrestleMania. I because I mean, think about the 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 fact that those guys incorporate kicks and slaps into their repertoire right. all the mm -hmm. time. Oh my goodness! Mm -hmm. Like the match that those two guys could have would be off the page. Um, but yeah, there's so many cool matches that could happen. A lot of them probably will not happen. Um, yeah. But you know what? We like to have fun here, so. Let us know who you would pick. Uh, was it a crime that I left off, uh, you know, Montez Ford? I think I considered him. <laughs> there might be some people you think I should have picked or that Leonard should have picked. Yeah, yeah. I told Chad. I, I love how you mentioned Chris Jericho, though. Like, I knew you weren't going to pick Chris Jericho. The yeah. getting blown up, walking across the room, Chris Jericho. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I, I texted this to, to Chad when I first took a look at the AEW roster. I said half the roster was – who the hell is this guy? And the other half was that guy is still alive. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, like I said, let us know what you think in the comments. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify if you'd rather listen to us. Please make sure to uh, check our past library of episodes. I think we are in uh, the 75 episode range. Oh, got to do something big for the hundred. We got to think of something big for the hundred. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe, uh, you know, we'll uh, finally track down some of our, our guests that we've reached out to <laughs> or, or, or not, or we might just end up talking to their family members who aren't going to help us at all. So in any event for Leonard, my name is Chad. We will see you next week and Alexa will see you out.